This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode, I am so excited to announce the title of, it's Angela Got Married. I know. Can you believe it? Um... Wait, wait. Not that- Angela, you can't hear. I have a sound effect playing. Oh, wow. A sound effect. Well, we do Thank FaceTime you. records. Oh, Angela can't hear uh, all of the little sound cues I do. I had pe- people were going nuts. Oh, wow. There were like well, cheers and claps from our imaginary I- audience. But anyways, you're honored. married. We have been... Work. Oh, wait. I, I have to tell what else is happening on this episode. We will also be answering your listener <laughs> questions, including one listener who hates her best friend's fiance and another listener who's worried about bridesmaid etiquette. Then we're talking about what's in the news. Low rise jeans are actually back. Gwen Stefani might have a secret wedding. Oh, but who cares about any of that? Because, Angela, we have been working up to this moment for years now on the pod. You are married. How does it feel? It feels good. I have to say, I feel a little, maybe it's like uh, the feminist in me. I There's like a part of me that has like shame in like celebrating this so much because I'm like, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's just like I'm married. Like who cares? But like, I don't know. It was a big Bucket, deal. It you're nice. fucking married. You wanted to get married. You wedding got canceled in COVID. You can be excited. You're not, it's not anti-feminist to like be married. That's not how feminism works. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, it was a long road to get there. So that's why it feels extra celebratory. But it happened. I did it. I'm married now. I technically hyphenated my last name, but I whoa, I know. That's actually that's actually the biggest shocker. Why? I actually regret it. Well, I haven't. You know what? I only did it on the marriage license, which is not an official name change yet. so I still have time to decide and change my mind. What's the reason you want to hyphenate? Um, literally, I think I was just like, oh, I feel like I should do something. <laughs> but Make it I feel still real. Want, but it's like I'm still gonna go by Spera in pretty much every setting. But like, I'm like, then well, don't maybe do if- it. That'll be more annoying. I know, I know, because it's like it's really just uh, paperwork and and changing a lot of stuff but I'm like well I think in my mind I was like well if I hyphenate I can just kind of pick and choose when I want to do which but it doesn't really work no, that way be actually just more like annoying like if like leak on documents I mean as a person who didn't change their name I think it was the one of the best decisions of my life <laughs> other than yeah. choosing my husband who I love um not taking his name was a great decision. I just I feel like I still have my identity, but then when people say Mrs. Rad, I like love it and I like it and right. I can and they can still say it. And so like if they put but on a wedding like Mr. Right. Or Mrs. Rad, I'm like, yeah, I'm Mrs. Rad. But I'm not like, but I'm still a Laura Lane and it's fine. And like my Instagram, some girl didn't want to give me Laura Lane that she didn't want to sell it to me. So I'm Laura Lane Rad as my Instagram handle. But like whatever. Like I don't I don't have like objection to it but I just like I'm not why am I gonna change all my paperwork like no thank you 
Interesting. All right. Well, I still have time to change my mind and I think that I might because – Don't do it. Because kind of like you said, like, yeah, like there's kind of the fun – because already like people just assume that I – like they'll like write mail to us and write like the record or something. Like, no, 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 no. But – Yeah, see, and you're already annoyed at it. So then why – Yeah, I don't like it. But then you can't be annoyed if you hyphenate it. That's like, you know. Well, What are they supposed to say? Like, dear Mr. Ian Brecker, Mrs. – Angela Sparabrecker, like no one's yes. doing that. No. When no. I I was very when I like addressed all my wedding invites, I was very careful to be like respectful of like who took whose last name and who didn't. Oh god, how um, how annoying to figure out. <laughs> no, I and I also my other like little soapbox that I decided to get on for no damn reason was uh I put everybody's first name. Like I hate when you get a wedding invite and it's like Mr. and Mrs. Ian Brecker. I'm like, oh, that and you, like, I'm don't very put much, the woman's first name. That is very like antiquated, and I very much hate that. And so for all of like my friends, I didn't do it. But for like the older crowd, that's right. They don't care. They they prefer <laughs> it. It's like it's yeah, more. It's more professional is not the right word, but um, formal. Formal. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that hard word, formal. That was the word I couldn't think of. Formal. Formal. Lots of. Anyway, it's weddings. like more formal. Yeah, but I'm not yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like, do I do you want to hear the story? Do I talk about it now? Do I talk about it later? Like what? This is your wedding episode. I want to hear how it all went down. Okay. So Oh, you mean uh, later on in the podcast? <laughs> I didn't mean like after once we stopped like, recording. What other episode do you want to <laughs> talk about your your wedding on? I yes, I meant later. But no, we can let's I'll give you like let me I've I've been trying to tell the story to people that weren't there in like preparation for this so I can get good at telling the story. Great. You do you want to do part one now and part two later? Or what would be the best uh you've you've worked you've worked your act, it sounds like. So you've I've tried your act. I've been workshopping. I've thrown some stuff out. So Um, tell me Tell me about what – just tell me what everyone tell me. I want to know – I want to know it all. All I've seen are some hot as hell pictures of you looking so gorge in <laughs> your dress you. with really cute clear umbrellas. It was raining and it was raining. I saw some pictures of Ian's parents in trash bags, which honestly yeah. was a good, funny picture. But I don't know what it's really funny went now. down. Oh, and I saw the best like Instagram caption of like – of ever which is you like a beautiful picture of you in your dress and it says like in the light of the bodega instead of light yes. of the moon and i was like oh, i love that that's like that and should I be was. the title of of your memoir in the light of that, the bodega oh i kind of like that i like that I as your often, future memoir i so, do often find myself in the light of the bodega so yeah so that's all i know so anybody that like has listened to i don't know any episode in the last year probably knows the deal but yeah we had to cancel Several times the big shebang, um, and then we decided like it was ridiculous. We had to just get married, um, and so we scheduled a small wedding for this June um, because by when we were planning, it didn't feel safe to have like a big indoor thing. We didn't know what the deal was. By the time it happened, we probably could have pulled it off, but I'm glad that we didn't. Um, so we did a really, really small thing um, outdoors, it, like down the block from our apartment in Brooklyn. Um, we only invited a uh, few family, a few friends, and like with plus ones, it just like 
it filled up this like little tiny backyard in Brooklyn. So like I couldn't even have all my bridesmaids. Laura wasn't there. Like I was not there, but I was not offended. I had a newborn. Honestly, I was like, you know what? Well, yeah, going to be there for the big shebang. So yeah, we we had it was really hard whittling it down, and most people understood. There was there was some hurt feeling. Really? How did they? What did they say? Wait, I want to know about that. I want to know about the drama. (laughs) Well, it's just first of all, as I keep having to say, like we're doing it again. It's happening again. This is not the real wedding. Yeah, for real. Uh, so like everyone's invited to that one. Who was hurt, and what did they say? Like I have a family member who. I really did want there. I really did. But like I couldn't. It was like it kind of became not tit for tat, but it was like we decided the cleanest, easiest way to do it was invite our parents, siblings, and that's like the only family. Uh, So that – because like if it's like I invite an aunt and Ian invites an aunt, whatever. So she was just kind of like she kept – Well, wait. Aren't aunts siblings? I don't know. Well, well, like – I guess like in families, like I don't know, like my I have aunts that are like cousins of my parents that I just call aunt. Oh, right. You're right. That is confusing. Like but an yes, Italian that's thing. Like, yeah. Um, but so yeah, she just kind of kept being like, Who are these other people? Who are these other people? Can't you like uninvite other people? Oh, that's so rude. And and like makes no. you feel so awkward. Yeah. And it's cool. also like if you don't know who those other people are, that's why you're not invited. Not one of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> because... why you're not invited because they're they're yeah. the inner circle. If you don't know the inner yeah. circle, you're not in it. So it's just like, yeah. But I mean, like, ultimately, she understood. And my mom did a lot of the intercepting, which I'm very grateful oh, for. God bless Mama Sparrow. Yeah, because I was like, that. let that be my gift. I don't really want to deal with this. But um, – Okay, sorry. I got you off track. Yes. So we had the tiny wedding. Uh, as the date was approaching, started to look like it was going to rain. And I, I kept playing the song. And of course, and, and of like, course it was going to rain. Right. Because like we had no indoor alternative. Like there was no plan. Like if it rained, everybody would ask me like, what happens if it rains? And I was like, we're fucked. Like we're fucked if it rains. Uh, because it was like this restaurant in Brooklyn that pretty much doesn't really have an indoor space. Oh like they God. have like four tables inside, but their main thing is the outside and at the time, we were like, that's fine because indoor isn't an option anyway. Um, oh, my God. So – and like it had rained the weekend before and I was freaking out. So we went there to like see what their rain setup was. And they have basically like table umbrellas that were connected by matching tarps, which sounds pretty hideous. And it's not as hideous as it sounds, but it definitely wasn't like super – Wasn't what you sturdy. wanted. Um, but so – uh, that day, like we're getting ready, we're getting our hair and makeup done, and the sun's coming out. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's all gonna work out. So we went outside, we did our first look, um, sunny, all great. Uh, leading up to this, I had bought ten clear, aesthetically pleasing umbrellas on Amazon for photos, and we Smart almost left lady. them. Yes, because I am a micromanager, so I was like, we need this. Uh, we almost left them at the apartment because it was sunny, and then somebody was like, "Let's take them so that we don't need them." And thank God for that person because oh as soon God. as we turned the corner, no. it starts lightly drizzling, and I was like, "Well, we can we can make it through this." And then I don't know if you remember 
that day, but it was, was it when like the much, monsoon came out? It was of a monsoon. There was hail. Some people use the word tornado. Um, <laughs> some just some people did. Just some people. Uh, I saw that thrown about on Twitter. People were like, was that a tornado? Um, wow. So, and we were standing under. We were in. If people are familiar, we were in Grand Army Plaza in Brooklyn, and there's like a big arch that you can stand under, but. It, the rain was just kind of going sideways at a certain point. And so the arch was not providing much coverage. So we were like, all right, fuck this. We just have to run to the restaurant. And my dad can't really walk that well. So him and my mom were like, we're going to get an Uber. And I was like, all right. Like, I didn't really have time to think. I had hair and makeup and a dress that I needed to preserve. So I was like, all right, you guys get an Uber. I'm just running. So I had like my umbrella. I had like, it's like, they were like the bubble style umbrella. So it was like over my face. And I, in heels, in my wedding dress, I ran for blocks in like a tornado. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm passing people. And I was like way ahead of like Ian and everybody. I was like, I just need to get to the fucking restaurant. And I'm passing people on their bikes. And they're like, congratulations. And I was like, fuck. You're like, it hasn't fucking happened yet. (laughs) I was just like not having it. Um, So I – arrive at the restaurant and you know normally traditionally not that anything was traditional about this but people don't see the bride until she walks down the aisle during the ceremony but everybody was inside because of the rain and I just like kicked the door open and like threw my umbrella on the ground and I was just like breathing heavy and everybody was like staring like oh oh my god Um, (laughs) you're like I'm here for the wedding yeah (laughs) so it was just it was very dramatic uh, I like sit down to catch my breath and slowly like Ian comes in and his sister and then we're like, where are our parents? They are missing both his parents and my parents. Oh, no. Um, his parents had ducked into a pizzeria and then showed up wearing garbage bags to protect themselves from the rain, which the pizzeria was kind enough to give them. Lovely. My parents were still missing uh, and – Ian, the being because this is why I married him. Ian was like, I'll handle it. And he called them. They didn't know where they were. They couldn't find their Uber. Oh, no. They had gotten soaked. Their umbrellas broke in the rain. Oh no. Uh, my mom, it was the first time she got her hair and makeup done. And then she was doused with water within 20 minutes. Um, oh, but God. eventually they made it. Um, but they looked then- so good in the photos. <laughs> I will have to tell my mom you said that because she thinks she looks like – apparently somebody told her she looks like a drowned rat. And I was like, who would say that to someone? Who would say that? That's truly insane. Truly insane. But uh, so then they, they they got there and then the weather started to get better and we we're like, all right, let's just do the ceremony while we can. So I was like high on all this rain adrenaline and like so emotional. I had like – I was crying, of course, like not happy wedding day tears just like ugly sad tears um but then like we all just got our shit together and we did the ceremony and it was so lovely to to like have that whirlwind of emotions and then be surrounded by like like we knew everyone in the room it wasn't like you know at weddings there was always like your parents friends like there's there's like yeah it was like plus ones that you haven't met it was like your closest of close Right. And having friends officiate was also just like, for me, like that was, I'm so happy we did that because being so emotional and walking towards people that we know and loved, uh, like it just set me at ease. I'm honestly so jealous you get to do it twice. 
I know. Well, I get to now I'm like, I get to all these freaking people that were like, oh, a small wedding's more romantic anyway, which like it was wonderful, but it also is not what you tell somebody when they're not having a small wedding by choice. Right. Um, but you get to do it yeah, again so like they can I get that. to compare the two. Um, but one thing so, – so that's pretty much, you know, I could go on and on. But it wound up being a beautiful, wonderful day. My dad did have to change into jeans after the ceremony because – his he was like soaked down to his underwear but it's fine um one thing i will say not that i think anybody will ever find themselves in a similar situation but when somebody is crying on their wedding day because there's like a flood where they're supposed to be having their wedding it's not helpful to come up to them and say rain is good luck <laughs> because oh, okay. about good to know. a million about a million people thought that that was a good idea i was like <laughs> Oh, and also told me that it, it was going to be a good story one day. And like 24 hours later, it was a good story. But in the moment, yeah, not what I you're like, thank you. This is not what I want. Stop telling me that like I'm supposed to be happy about this. I get right. it. Yeah. And no, that's actually when, good because everybody does say like, oh, rain is lucky. And like whoever said that was just trying to make someone feel better. And then it stuck. Of course. But it did not no. work. But then when the sun came out, I like I was like, wait, so is this bad luck now? Because I know the rain is the good luck, right? Yeah, exactly being a bitch about it but um, it all was it all worked out it was great and I, I cried during the ceremony which I didn't expect to do so isn't it crazy when like emotions take over that you are it's unexpected yeah I kept being like oh god who is this person who am I gross <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> emotions emotions but it was, tears it was nice tears yeah. of joy wait no I don't do tears yeah. of joy over here okay yeah I'm way too cool for that. Tears. But of, it happens. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy for you. The pictures looked amazing and I can't wait for, to do it again with you. Thank you. I can't For the first time for me, second time for you. And I have my bridesmaid dress in my closet still, so I can't wait to wear it. I hardly remember what all those bridesmaids dresses look like. So I that's like I'm most excited to see my bridesmaids next year. Yeah. Like that was the missing component yep. that would have made that day perfect so it'll be fun yeah i can't wait you um, but thank what, you what I've yeah thank to? you for listening to all that yeah what well what and i can't wait to, to? we're going to talk more about your wedding later later on in the pod yes um well well you've been getting married i've been massaging my scar i don't know why i we we always pick a story to talk about and for some reason i chose scar massage which is just like a weird thing to talk about right love after love is you, in the air while you're talking about love being in the air and i'm like i was planning to talk about my c-section scar on this episode feels <laughs> feels strange it's, now well you know big moments for both of us yeah so whatever i'll just talk about it because that's what i had written down in my notes and i don't have a backup <laughs> so <laughs> so t- no wait tell so how do you tell me i don't know anything about yeah i didn't know c- anything much about the section massage the first time because not enough people talk about it which is why i think it, i which is why i wanted to talk about it on your wedding episode now i'm ruining your wedding episode we're talking about you're ruining it it's ruined so when you have a c-section you get a scar and apparently it's extremely important to do scar massage after your c-section you have to wait six to eight weeks after it heals properly but it can get like really tight and like it's a scar and i guess 
this is actually for, for all scars, which people just do not talk about enough, is it's important to massage them, break up the tissue, bring blood flow to the area, create healing, get those nerve pathways working again. If you've got numbness around your scar tissue, you got to like get some blood there. So I've been doing a bunch of weird shit to my scar that I, I love to break all these taboos and talk about. I went to an acupuncturist, stuck needles all around the all around the scar. Sounds weird. Really helped. Um, went to a pelvic floor therapist who taught me how to properly like really get at the scar, massage the scar. You kind of if you honestly if you just Google if you, if any of you have C sections or you're just curious for weird reasons, you can Google just C section scar and watch like YouTube tutorials. But you do like little tiny circles around. You kind of like grab at the skin. You like massage it, but it's like really important to do. And then you kind of got to do like these almost like a Mayan abdominal massage to your belly. Um, so have you noticed a difference on totally. your scar? Yes, because I was having like fiery pain shooting down my scar. Like it felt like someone was Ooh. burning cigarettes in my leg. It was just like the nerves were like really wacky. Like right after, right after they had like, I don't know, done an extra couple extra sutures in this one part, whatever. It's gross. Nobody wants to hear about this. But it was really hurting. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm breaking up the scar tissue. And I guess if you don't do it, it can kind of like pull on your body in weird ways and like affect you later on in life. And it's all very fascinating because when you, you know, when you cut through the fascia, your fascia is all connected. So if you've got like a tight spot in the fascia, like you might feel pain in your back, you might feel pain in your neck, you might feel pain in your foot because like if a it's almost like a pulley system, you know, it's all very fascinating. So I've been massaging. What is, what is the fascia am i supposed to know what the fascia oh, is am i dumb for not knowing the fascia no you're totally not done i just i don't i don't want to say okay so i just didn't want to say it wrong so a, the fascia is a detachable covering for the front part oh wait of <laughs> i was just reading the first thing that came up and it said a detachable covering for the front part of a mobile phone that's not what i'm talking about okay oh. <laughs> okay the fascia is a thin <laughs> I just started reading without actually paying attention to what I was reading. Okay, this is what the fascia is in the body. Fascia is a thin casing of connective tissue that surrounds and holds every organ, blood vessel, bone, nerve fiber, and muscle in place. The tissue does more than provide internal structure. Fascia has nerves that make it almost as sensitive as skin. So it is... So when people talk about muscle pain, it might actually be your fascia, which is really fascinating. So yeah, if you really want to get into the, the... the fascia and connective tissue. It's like, it's why it's so good to do massages for your body and like do these kind of scar massages. And just, if you know, if your neck's really hurting, like, you know, yeah, you can work on the neck, but like, it might actually be your fascia from another part of your body, which I've just found like a lot of yoga teachers talk about in my classes that I used to go to before I stopped going to yoga classes, but they would explain how people have done like autopsies on cadavers and like realize that the fascia is like totally connected throughout the whole body it's like kind of crazy so anyways scar massage is important um that's all i'm gonna say about unless you have any other questions about this but no but i'm really glad we're showing such range today we're talking about weddings and cadavers this is true this is true that's that's why we're here that's what we do on the pod on that note, it is time to jump into our mailbox. We're going to answer some listener questions. But first, let's take a quick, quick, your favorite part of the podcast, people. Sponsor break. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. 
Squarespace empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. It's an all-in-one platform where customers can build a website, claim a domain, sell stuff online, market a brand, see analytics. So many different fun things that you can do. And we have been using Squarespace for so long, way before they were a sponsor. And as we grew, our Squarespace website grew along with us. We added a gallery. We added press. We added a podcast. We added, I don't know, all, all of our ish. We have our yeah. sketch show page. And yeah, it's just, it's, it really is. It's, it's fun. And I love to tinker. I love to tinker with it. Because it's easy. And we, we even use it for our personal stuff. We've used it for our resumes, for our portfolios, for wedding websites. It's really very handy to know how to use a Squarespace website. So uh, there are a million things that you could use a Squarespace website for. So get started. They have everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a design template and then you use drag and drop tools to make it your own. With Squarespace, you have the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. And when you create a website with Squarespace, you get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. We love them. We think you will too. Check out squarespace.com slash thisiswhy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code thisiswhy to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. What do we have to answer in the mailbox? Okay. We have some wedding-related questions. Um, First up, we have one from an anonymous listener, and they write, what are you supposed to do when your best friend is getting married but you hate the groom? She is super sweet and a very passionate person. He is loud, rude, and obnoxious. To help you guys get an idea of his personality, he is a Trump supporter and anti-vaxxer. He always needs to have the last word in an argument. I can't stand the guy. How can I support my friend when I can't respect the groom? Thank you so much. Love you guys. This is hard. I mean, if you have like, if your friend's dating a guy that you really don't like and he this guy sounds like he totally sucks, I don't know what you do. Like, oh, this, yeah, is, this is my nightmare. This is like my total nightmare because I've had my, I have a couple friends that like, have dated kind of douches and I'm like but they're nice douches they're just like not my kind of person I really want to hang out with like um one broke up with them one is still dating the douche and and like or I hate comedy they're like they're just like a little cheesy and like just not like not right. like someone that I'm like excited to go on like a double date with per se and it's always right. a bummer because you really hope your friends will like end up with people that you will want to go on double dates with and that you know your partner will like and and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Hopefully they have somebody that's like at least just like, you know, fine to go out with. But like if they totally suck, don't represent your values, seem like a person with bad judgment and yeah, like what do you do, Angela? What do you do? I hate to say it. I really do. But I do think like as you get older, if like people in your life wind up with somebody who you can't stand and you don't want to spend time with, you're probably going to spend less time with that person. Yeah. It's just inevitably going to happen. Um, That's what's happened. That's what's happened to like my friends that have partners that like I'm not so excited to see. Like I'm not reaching out to being like, hey, want to go to dinner with Nick and I? Like, you know, I have kids now. We go on like double dates or like we meet up at picnic. Like 
I got to make it enjoyable for both of us, you know? Right. And I think it's like as as long or as I'll just treating... see the girl. I'll just see the girl. Right. I'll go to like get nails done or like do a girls' night, but not ask him for double dates. But I also think it even like it can change your relationship with the friend because you kind it kind of changes like how you see them. If you're like, how do you not see what an asshole this person is? Right. right you know. Right. 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 So like it's there's it's that thing is just always hanging over your head a little bit. So, but I think like as long as like the guy is treating her well. Like if he's not treating her well, that's a whole other totally ball of wax. But if he's treating her well and he's just like not your type of person, I think like it's manageable. You just kind of have to accept that your relationship will probably change a little bit yeah. or it will take effort Absolutely. for it to not. What else we got in the mailbox? Um. Okay. Next up from Anonymous and she writes, question. If you were once someone's bridesmaid, college friend, and are still friends now, but the person lives out of state, and we have just fallen out of touch and don't talk on a regular basis, but when we do meet up, it's like we haven't skipped a beat, and I crashed their honeymoon when they came to the country I was teaching abroad in, are you obligated to ask them to be a bridesmaid in your wedding five years later? Um, so basically, yeah, if you've been a bridesmaid for somebody, do you have to have them as a bridesmaid for yourself? This is so uh, tough. Five years. Hmm. Yeah, five I years. I do have to I... say, like, anybody – I have not been asked to be a bridesmaid in somebody's wedding if I didn't ask them to be a bridesmaid in mine. Um, It does feel like – it almost, like, signals, like, I see you as a close friend, and then, like, they realize, like, oh, you see me like that. I want to see you like that, too. It's, like – I had like 10 bridesmaids because I, I do have a lot of best friends and I still to this day regret like not having like more bridesmaids because like I have some friends that I really see as like, oh my God, they're totally my best friend. I'm like, oh, but they weren't a bridesmaid. How is that possible? And it feels right. like it still feels like weird to this day. This is why I'm like, whatever, have fucking 20 bridesmaids if you want. Like, like who yeah. cares? Or honestly, what I really recommend even more is like don't have any, but invite like 20 or 30 people to your bachelorette party you know so like they all are basically like honorary bridesmaids um but that's not the question that's just like pre-wedding stuff i think like yeah like it it is it, it, it if you don't ask someone to be a bridesmaid and like they were they view you as best friend like it's gonna make things off or it's it's gonna make them yeah. think that you don't view them in in your inner circle but um, the good thing is like five years like if it happened back to back where like if it was a couple months or even a year where you were a bridesmaid for her and then you didn't ask her that's kind of awkward five years though is a long enough time that like a relationship could have clearly evolved into a new phase where yeah. she might understand but either way I do recommend acknowledging it like if you decide not to have her as a bridesmaid I think like the decision should be based on if you want this person around well it sounds you like on an important day I do have to say I had one person that was a bridesmaid that like I didn't really want but they were roommates with two girls that were and it was like yeah and it was like uh yeah we're friends but like I'm not as close with you but you're the roommate and it was like all right whatever we all hang out and like it's fine so I just kind of had to so sometimes you do have to do sometimes it's honestly like like it's not worth the drama and it's just like right just make them your bridesmaid like who cares you know so and I think yeah you do what's like best for your mental health basically because yeah. it's going to be a stressful time anyway so just do what you're not what the just make the decision that you can make and then not think about it anymore yeah for sure like at the end of the day, honestly, I would say, like, it's better to just make people feel included um, 
it's like more awkward to be like, but if you just decide like, I don't want to make this person a bridesmaid. I don't even talk to them. It feels weird. I'm doing it for like, because I think they're going to care about it. First of all, realize maybe this person actually just like doesn't care. They're also not really in your life. So it's not going to be like awkward when you see them. And then you can also just explain like, hey, like we limit, you know, we wanted to have an equal number and we just decided to do people that we like both knew really well or something, you know, because maybe I'm assuming your partner probably doesn't know this person that well because they're like haven't been around for five years. So I think those would be good excuses if you want an out. Um, I hope that's helpful. Any anything else to add? I would say so. My only last bit of advice would be: I had a situation where um, I was a bridesmaid for somebody, and I didn't have them as a, a bridesmaid for me, and I wasn't sure if I should acknowledge it, and I almost didn't, and then I decided to, and uh, and I just, you know, I explained like we just haven't talked in a really long time, and like I really love her and care about her, and like want her to be involved with lots of stuff. It just, you know, I had so many people as bridesmaids and whatever. I I had my reasons. And she wound up thanking me because she was like, it was on my mind. Like I understood, but I, I would be lying if I said my feelings weren't hurt a little bit. So thank you for talking to me about it. So like I I do think it's worth if you're not gonna have the person, like acknowledging the weirdness and it might wind up making it better. Yeah. It also yeah. You know, it could also go poorly. But no, for me actually it was yeah, good. totally acknowledge it. If yeah, I I agree with acknowledging. Either using weird excuses I did or like, yeah, acknowledge it is good. Um, yeah. We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners have questions you want us to answer on the podcast, um, email us contact at this is why the podcast.com DM us on Insta. At this is why the pod next, we're going to talk about what we've been reading in the news, but first let's thank our sponsor. We would like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment. It's convenient and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. So I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes like everyone reaches that breaking point where you're like, I need a therapist. And and then, you know, sometimes it can take weeks to find someone. And so I, I do think that like the immediacy of it is also one of the great things about BetterHelp. And if you've listened to our podcast, you know that Angela and I are big, big therapy junkies. We love therapy. We think everyone should be in therapy. We think it helps everybody to have somebody to talk to. And I guarantee the people that don't have somebody to talk to, they use their partner or like their boyfriend or their husband or their girlfriend or their best friend and like treat them like a therapist. And trust me, those people do not want to be your therapist and they're not your therapist. And it's good to have a therapist so that those other relationships can flourish on their own and you're not like dumping all your shit on those people. That's right. And also on on the flip side, not only are you putting too much on the people in your life, you also might not be getting the best advice from them because, you know, they might be good people who care about you, but they're not professionals and they could be giving you horrible advice. Um, They're also like a little biased too. It's like not unbiased. Like like sometimes I just want to tell – I want to like tell certain friends like how to fix their lives, but that's like not what they – they. I don't – I also – like I'm careful with how I say stuff because if they don't follow my advice, you know, then. Right. You have to have a personal relationship beyond that that you have to care yeah, about. Whereas yeah, exactly. a therapist is purely there. They're not worried about like being your friend. So. Exactly. 
It's it's great. We recommend it. So with BetterHelp, you can send a message to your counselor at any time, and then you're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Um, and it's available to clients worldwide. So no matter where you are, if you're struggling with um, depression, anxiety, grief, self-esteem, anything, you can use BetterHelp. Honestly, and who's not? Who's not struggling with? For real. For real. For real. Uh, we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash this is why. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash this is why. Angela, what have you been reading this week? So I feel like this story keeps coming back and then going away and coming back and going away. But apparently it's for real this time. Low-rise jeans are back. Horrible, horrible news as far as I'm concerned. This is Refinery29. Eliza Huber wrote about it. So a lot of Y2K fashion is back. Um, Whale tails and trucker hats. Platform flip-flops, I know, are, like, everywhere. Um, I almost bought some. BB tops. I almost bought some platform flip-flops from Staud, S-T-A-U-D. They had these really cute tan ones. I don't know. It's this brand I'm, like, been kind of into. And – but then I didn't. I was like, I'm going to (laughs) fall. I've been kind of thinking about it, too. But I know, like, now I'm like, ugh. I don't know. I I need functional. Yeah, but for sure. They do. They look fun. I was um, like, oh, should I go with the platform? And then I was like, whatever. I'm always carrying my baby and my little carrier. I was like, I need some Birkenstocks. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh, I've been looking at Birkenstocks and I've even been looking at te- te- Tevas. Tevas. How do you say it? Don't. Whatever don't you do with the Birkenstocks, I bought the big buckle because I think it's like cool and looks a little different. Yeah. But like with the single strap and the big buckle, it like pokes your foot weird. I honestly yeah. just tossed mine in the trash and I, I had them and like, I was like, <laughs> I just threw them away. I was like. Those hurt right. the last two times I wore Good. them. Go with the small buckle. Good to know. All right. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like I think Birkenstocks were kind of 90s and I was very into the moment where like 90s fashion was coming back. I was not a fan of 2000s fashion at all. It was like never a good look for me, specifically the low rise jeans. When high rise jeans came into fashion, I had my heyday. I love to wear jeans that are like engulfing my whole body just go right up to my boobs yeah i absolutely. love a high-rise jean but emily red red what's how, how do you say it emily radajatkowski radikowski and bella hadid they are like leading the low-rise jean revolution apparently our sponsor stitch fix they spoke to these stylists there and um they they said we've heard rumors over the last few years that low-rise jeans would be making a comeback but now it's safe to say they're rumors no more um they reported a 50 percent increase in searches for low-rise jeans compared to last year that's crazy uh all i can say is never for me like my worst nightmare is sitting and like my butt crack being out and that like used to happen back like when i wore low-rise jeans like you sit and they go even lower and it's like the butt i was like no i'm not i like i see enough people walking down the street in brooklyn who bend over and i see their butt crack i'm like that will not be me like no high rise all the way and like the thing is crop tops are also kind of in right now and I can wear a crop top with a high-rise jean, but please, please, fashion gods, do not ask me to wear a crop top with a low-rise jean. Too much. I, I, just too much. Too, too much. much. 
Um, <laughs> do you want to know what I've been reading? <laughs> yes. So apparently there's rumors that Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani got secretly married. Who knows? Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be like. They'll be for real married. They'll be for real married or whatever. But at the time of this recording, secret celebrity weddings, they're still all the rage. And now page six is reporting that Stefani was spotted wearing a shiny new ring. And this was after she posted a photo to Instagram of her sipping wine and holding a gift with the word she's getting married over the image. So, like, she's not trying to hide this shit. I don't know why they call it a secret if she's posting that on her Insta, but whatever. So she returned from a trip to Oklahoma. Um, They apparently, like, he had a chapel built at his ranch in Oklahoma for their – Because that's what you do when you're Blake Shelton. That's what you do when you're famous. You just, like, build a chapel instead of go to chapels. Um. And she wanted to wait to marry him until she annulled her marriage to Rosdale to uh, which Gavin, Gavin Rosdale, mm-hmm. which is in line with her Catholic faith. I didn't know she was so religious. So I was going to say the same thing. Like, I didn't know that about her. Now, it doesn't come across to me as like, not like I religious people need to look a certain way, but like, I don't know. She was rocking like bindies back in the 90s. I thought like, if anything, she. Yeah. And she kind of acts all like kind of punk. You would think like. I don't care, but she <laughs> yeah. cares. She cares what the Catholic Church thinks. She got her marriage and old. She does. I just like didn't – I didn't see that for her. Um, it's great that she is. No problems. I just – just a surprise. That's all I'm trying to get at. Um, just noteworthy. Noteworthy. Um, a source told people – a Stefani source, not just any source. A Stefani source <laughs> told people that the couple was aiming for a summer wedding and – yeah, so this says they're getting married this summer. I don't know. It's the summer. Maybe it secretly happened. So, well, maybe they're going to be like me and have two weddings. Possibly, possibly. All right. Speaking of your wedding, it's time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is Angela got married. You did get married. married. Thank you for telling us all about your wonderful wedding story. Um, People people were reaching out to you. Yeah, it was really nice, actually. I mean, like anybody that listens to the podcast, I guess, has been along for the journey, whether they liked it or not, because perhaps I talked about it a bit too much. I don't know. But people were very happy that it finally happened. Um, I kind of like touched on all the hits earlier. We got into how dumb it was that I hyphenated my name. I think you've talked me out of doing it officially. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but, really uh, yeah I'm it was like a very good decision that I made to not do it I feel happy about it but we got some more questions from people okay yeah um my fur my favorite question when I asked for wedding questions was how do you pee in a wedding dress and interesting I responded with lots of help um, I actually I was like running on adrenaline the whole day and I only peed once towards the very end of the night, which was like incredible. Um, and I just had to have my mom come in with me and like Yeah, maybe you were just like all the adrenaline was like soaking up all the pee. I think so. I don't know. I definitely like there were so many things or so many things that people tell you about your wedding day that I never thought would be true for me. Like how people say like you don't eat and you don't drink and like all that stuff. And I was always like, I'm gonna eat and drink, especially like the tiny wedding. And like it was true. Like I was like flitting all around and like I really didn't have much of an appetite. I know, that and day. I really regret it because, like, our food was so good at the wedding, and I had so much adrenaline, I like could not eat, and it was like so annoying. 
I mean, I ate, but I had to be like told to sit down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but we the food was very good, so I'm glad that I ate. I'm glad you ate. Um, did you have trouble peeing? Did anybody help you when when you? Yeah, I had your, to have help. your dress was much more elaborate. It was very than tight. Mine. My dress was very tight. This is not right. about me, though. This is about you. Well, but but yeah, no, I had part our... of my like anxiety attack was like I was trying to pee and I like didn't have any help right before I was about oh. to walk down the aisle and I like freaked out. And I was like, where is somebody? How is the bride left alone? Like the bride should oh, never no. be left alone. Like before walking and down the, the aisle. And the I don't irony know how to is pee. all your bridesmaids were together, like just hanging out, having a good time. No, well, I was like, like where's Laura? Uh, Laura was crying, trying to pee. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Um, okay, what other questions do people have for you? What else? Somebody asked, everyone I talk to wishes their wedding would have been smaller. Did you enjoy the smaller gathering as much as you thought you would or other size of wedding advice? So I do have to say uh, begrudgingly that I definitely – I had so many different emotions and feelings that day and like half the time I was like, God, I don't need to do this again. Like this is enough. Like it feels ridiculous to now do a bigger thing. Um, but then I'm also like, ah, but I want – there's other people I want and I want to dance and I want to have like the full bridal party experience. But like if if the world came to an another pandemic apocalyptic stop tomorrow, right. I, would, I would feel fulfilled with what I did. Um, and like I said before, like being surrounded by only people that you know it is very special it's and like so powerful. That was my reading, favorite part. Reading our vows to one another, um, like we wrote our own vows and like, like just like not even needing like a microphone, like everyone just being able to hear, like being close enough to everybody to just like say them and like I don't know. It felt it felt very special. That's so cool. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it, I I have to say like I think you should do whatever you want, big wedding, small wedding, whatever. But the small wedding was nice. I, I will admit it. That's great. And finally, what's our last question? Um, how was it to have a completely different wedding than you ever imagined or dreamt of growing up? Um, well, she so, gets both, bitch. Well, I do, but I mean, like, I definitely like because of everything that's happened. I kind of, I had to. I mean, like, so. What I responded to this person was like, I had a lot of time to slowly kind of accept that it wasn't going to be what I had envisioned. You know, there were like stages of acceptance. Like when it first happened, I didn't, I wasn't coping well (laughs) when it like first got canceled. Um, But then I, you know, I had a whole year to like process. And that's kind of why I didn't take the reins so well because it was like I had gotten to a point where I was like, I'm accepting that this is what I'm doing and I'm I'm actually excited about it. But I didn't sign lovely for this vision. And yeah, it's like but now the rain? Are you freaking kidding me? Because like I didn't even so like when I got there nobody told me this, but the whole back was flooded and people couldn't be back there. Like my guests all got soaked. Um they, they waited a while to tell me that. Um so like yeah, but and I think like you know, I, like I said, I cried sad tears, and I'm like, I don't feel bad about having done that because like there's there was a lot of toxic positivity kind of getting thrown my way that day, mm-hmm. and like I didn't 
like if I had stood there and been like, I'm so happy that it's raining, I don't care. Uh, I think I would have had an aneurysm, like because I would have been pushing down a lot of very real feelings. Right. So I got my tears out, I got my anger out, and then I enjoyed the day. And like I am able to hold both. <laughs> I yes. can hold. Apparently, that there were did not many to different our things. Toxic positivity episode. Uh, yeah, no. I get it though. Like you know, like people want to say something, like acknowledge what's actually happening. And like, it would probably be worse for them to be like, wow, this sucks. This is like a shit wedding or like, I bet this isn't what you wanted or what you expected, huh? Like, like people feel, people feel like they need to say something. So they want to be like, oh my God, this is like, this is kind of fun. The Wayne is going to make beautiful pictures and you're like, shut up. But if they also were like, wow, this is ruining your hair and your dress, like, like you also would have been like, who fucking says that to someone? So you know like what? people feel like, the, what are they supposed to say? You know, what, what did people say that you found helpful? Cause I've been to a wedding that was totally flooded and like, and we were just like, well, this like, I don't even know if like what we said about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I remember? So like one of my best friends, I had a lot of people coming at me and a lot of like, uh, kind of not not like like not the people that I would have expected coming at me but so then finally like I saw my best friend's face and I was like oh my god and we we hugged and she was like it looks beautiful back there which was a lie (laughs) I mean it was it was the truth but then it rained she was like it looks so beautiful back there it's gonna be great like just you need to give it a minute but it's gonna be beautiful and we we hugged and then she was like I know this is terrible and like honestly her saying I know this is terrible meant so much to me in that moment because I was like I don't like it is terrible and like it is gonna be okay but like right now like let's just be honest that like this sucks a good friend like knows you yeah so it was like it was like honest about the moment but also positive about like it's gonna be okay it's but also, okay. like, this is terrible. This is fucking bullshit. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, thank God you get another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, like, it did, it wound up. I mean, if it had, if the weather had stayed the way it was, I don't know what would have happened. But luckily, the sun came out and it did wound up being like a gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful day. That's amazing. Um, I'm so happy. Because, yeah. I don't know, from afar, it looked great. But I was like, can't wait to hear about this on the pod. Thank you. Well, I can't wait to celebrate with everybody next yes. year. But yes, this be was a, there. I'll I'm, be there in my dress. I'm glad though to finally be able to stop using the word fiance. Yes, because that word sucks. And even when you I, I hate that word. It's like we put a ring on it. I always just said boyfriend because it was like that word. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. This is was a very anticipated episode. I'm so happy we got to finally hear the Angela got married story. It happened. It happened in the rain. It happened with trash bags. It happened with tears, <laughs> but it happened and it was beautiful and she cried. Tears, tears of joy. I did. I went from sad tears to happy tears. That is the best progression you can do. Absolutely. Um, that's it for this week's podcast. Um, I'm just so happy for you. I can't wait to hug you in person. Check out yeah. our book. This is why you're single, even though we're no longer single. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, check out my book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. And yeah, they're available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And we really, really encourage you to get them from your local indie bookstores. 
Yes, we do. We also encourage you to get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. So for a full list of our sponsors and the codes, you can check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhythepod. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thanks for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.